It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Justin, welcome in to DMVR Bets Daily Friday show. Ryan on standby, so have no fear. The um, heavily requested, world-renowned, all dogs go to heaven parlay will be making its way here today, but it is a special Friday previewing a college football slate like we haven't had since I'm guessing at least 2019 because it's really got some great conference matchups, but you've got some non-conference that are really uh, carrying things here as well. Justin, does that sound right? It's been like 2019 since we had a college football slate this loaded. Yeah, I mean, this is this is one of the weekends I've been looking forward to really since we saw the schedule come out in July. We've got a ton of SEC games, a lot of good interconference matchups. I'm stoked. This is what it's all about. We're we're right in the thick of it. The games that are really going to have an impact on the college football playoff, on really everything that's going to happen for the next couple of months. It all kind of begins now. Yes, you had to make it out of non-conference play and that stuff all matters, but really it's like the SEC games, the Big 10 games, the the interconference Big 12 games that are going to really be determined be to goodness, be what determines who makes the playoff. So, let's roll. Yeah, this is really exciting. I'm I'm frankly terrified about how excited I am to take on this slate because um I mean, I, when you're this excited, you can only be set up for failure, but let's <laughs> no. uh, 
Let's get into it. Let's start with your big three. And I need to remind people, Justin, last couple times on the show, absolutely murdered it. I think we went, he went three and zero, and then we went like five and one the other time. So it really is a great time to, to have you on to talk about this great week, but also you've kind of been on a heater. So let's get started with your big three, my man. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And I actually have a, a bunch of games that I'm excited to talk about. But USC yeah, at Colorado, I think CU is going to put up some fight, but that offense is just so anemic. And it's actually USC minus four and a half. That half point doesn't scare me away at all at minus 105. That feels like a lock to me. I just, I mean, the Buffs, they're averaging 80 pass yards a game. I don't see how they're going to be able to score enough to keep up with this USC team unless mm-hmm. they're beating themselves. Feel very confident about that. Nevada at Boise State. You can get the money line at plus 170. Mm. Boise's going to put up some points, but their defense has really been tested. I mean, they give up like 300 yards of offense to Utah State last week. That was only in the first half. Carson Strong should really be able to move the football against this team. I like their ability to stretch the field with Romeo Dubs, really put some points up. I think it's really high scoring. So it, it could, you know, if Nevada's defense really lays an egg it could hurt you but i love the value because i still think nevada is the best offense in the conference and i think boise state's a little bit overrated by vegas this year they have been consistently i've been fading the broncos almost every week and basically made money on it every single time kansas state is hosting oklahoma they're an 11 and a half point underdogs in this game i actually am really considering sprinkling the money line just because Mm -hmm. k-state always seems to play hard against ou they've been their thorn in the side really the last decade now but 11 and a half points at home especially with how mediocre this OU offense has been under Rattler I love that that's my big three and I, I feel very confident about all three of these that is a nice one under 53 and a half might be an intriguing one I'm still kicking myself for not um hammering away um on the West Virginia, Oklahoma under because Vegas is still treating West Virginia like Dana Holgerson's there. They're completely different. You know, Cal made that switch as well. Um, when Goff was there, they were like the innovators of the air raid. Then they made a, a switch at coaching change. They've been one of the best defensive teams in the country. And for a while, you were still getting totals treating Cal like the old Cal. You're still seeing that with West Virginia. So keep that. Um, I think it's similar with Boise State. I mean, they're still getting treated like it's the Brian Harson, Chris Peterson offenses. And it's you brought in a defensive-minded guy in Andy Avalos. Like, they're kind of in the middle of a transition period between two regimes. They're a very talented team. They're going to win eight games this year, at least. But this Nevada offense is just something else. And really, Boise's corners have been tested a lot. And so I think this is just a tough matchup for them. And chance to chance to make a little bit of money on some of these discrepancies just because Vegas, I mean, they're always on top of it, but sometimes you can find some inefficiencies with these smaller leagues, especially. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about mining perception. And let's get into my big three where it's the ultimate mining perception game. It's Arkansas number eight in the country against number three, Georgia, Arkansas's head coach, just a year removed from being Georgia's offensive line coach. We have a few matchups like that. Of course, Link Kiffin going back to Alabama in probably the game of the weekend in college football. Minnesota 
against Cleveland in the NFL. You have uh, Stefanski, right? The former yeah. play caller and coordinator for the Vikings under Zimmer. They get reunited. Um, and in those other matchups, I think the, the familiarity is getting rewarded with closer lines. Here, Arkansas not getting respected at all. Um, the case everyone tough man like they've been unbelievable even against the georgia southern team who that don't sleep on them they had a they they really put up they're a, feisty a fight against the power five opponent <clears throat> but arkansas blew them out blew texas out and texas a&m say what you will about their offense but that is a a top defense with a lot of blue chip talents on offense as well all three levels um and they they were dominant. They if the season ended today, um, like a meteorite fell from the sky and the aliens ended up giving a post mortem Heisman, uh, Arkansas's Burks would probably receive it. Their star wide receiver, one of the best safeties in the country, a stout defensive line full of grad transfers, which is always huge, and Georgia is just getting treated like the Georgia from a couple years ago with Jake Fromm and what have you. And I get the hype with JT Daniels, but frankly for what Kirby smart, their head coach has been able to do in turning that program around the last few years. This offensively is not the strongest Georgia team, not at the skill positions, not on the offensive line. Uh, They're just not built to win big like that, especially not against a potent offense like Arkansas. I do think the talent that Georgia brings defensively is going to challenge Arkansas in a way that yes. we haven't seen so far. Oh, big time. But in like an 18 point win, I mean, it's, it could happen, but one, I just don't see their offense being that explosive. Arkansas's defense isn't great, but it's, it has a couple of pieces to work with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm all over that. Plus 17 and a half. I love the value there. They're begging you to take Arkansas. And I will say this, Arkansas is not, a pass heavy offense. So if they do get in a hole early, that will be concerning. And they're not that kind of team that's going to backdoor you, but that's why we think they can keep this close. They can uh, shorten the game with that run game, find some big plays um, and just kind of stay with it. Yeah. Georgia just isn't that kind of team. Then give me Teddy Bridgewater over 21 and a half completions against the Ravens this weekend. He's averaging 24.3 closer game. Against the Ravens, I think Shermer will put the ball in his hands a lot. We have just seen a completely different Vic Fangio and offensive play calling under Bridgewater. The fact that they're going forward on fourth down, how they're more aggressive on second and third and long. Um, they got some it is, swag to him finally. Well, like, yes, 100%. Confidence but in that offense. And I understand why they haven't had it in years past, but you can feel it. It's not just the talent. Like there, There's an attitude with that offensive well, you're not going to stop us from getting a yard or two. So, yeah, we're going for it. Well, and they're moving the chains as well as any team in the league. And Bridgewater's just been very methodical. So I think 21 and a half completions. Frankly, you're probably lucky only at 19 in a blowout against the Jets where they didn't need to lean on him late. They will against the Ravens. And that's where you're going to clear this. Um, and I also like the over 36 and a half on longest completion for Bridgewater. Uh, we saw that Ravens defense, especially against the Chiefs, how when they go away, away from that zone coverage of theirs, things break down and Teddy will have a couple opportunities. And then DeAndre Sutton's, Swift. Yeah, boy, Sutton's stretching him at least once. 
exactly or patrick or fant you know like just breaking yeah. maybe a you know it can be a five yard slant you break it for 35 and then deandre swift everyone knows i'm partial to andres i claim most deandres as well um over <laughs> 37 and a half receiving yards he is turning into a true stud he's averaging 55.3 receiving yards per game well over seven targets per game detroit will keep this close against chicago and when they keep it close swift is going to put up numbers goff will have to lean on him because you have those phenomenal edge rushers for the bears um coming off the edge and of course how do you counter that you slip the running back out past the edge um and stuff like that so i think swift's going to have a big game especially in uh the receding area and there you go abiding by the manifesto uh by avoiding any lines there aside from arkansas which i feel strongly about no lines no totals very proud of myself for that now we're going to get into all of those because again it is the weekend of weekends in college football and i i feel like this is one of those correction weeks in the nfl where you can really take advantage my numbers are dog crazy and we have Dog the Bounty Hunter himself coming onto the show in five minutes. Yes, yeah, here. Bring him on in five. Um, so all of that coming up in this massive Friday preview. Of course, Justin, everything that we are handing out and giving out is all from the good folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sports betting app in all the land. We like to say they are number one in the double-fisted rankings because once they added SGP to, to the play, they, there just is no competing with them. Wacky weather pool results are in 10 of 14, Justin. We have yet to eclipse that 12 of 14 when you were on the show last time we did the wacky weather. We're going to hit it. One of these days, we're going to go a perfect 14 for 14, and it's going to be glorious. I uh, I agree completely. It is going to be glorious. The entire community will make a dollar because we will all have hit it. It won't matter. It'll be glorious nonetheless. What we've been doing, though, SGP on Thursday night, that is a protection free up to $25. And then what Ryan does is he takes that $25 free bet. He puts it on his all dogs go to heaven three underdogs in the NFL parlay that's hit two of the first three weeks in the NFL that's been three three to four hundred plus dollars um in your in your DraftKings bank account we Easy have money. been killing it um just in all facets so MLB playoffs coming up NBA hockey coming up obviously football season only heating up and if you're a new user you put a dollar and uh, you bet a dollar on any like football market, NFL market, get $150 back. And of course, you use that code DMVR when you sign up. They will match your first deposit bonus up to $1,000. It is just, uh, it's can't miss stuff. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. As we wait for Ryan, and you hear you can interrupt us at any time, I want to get into more college football before we switch gears over to the NFL, Justin. Let's start with tonight, where suspiciously, the number five team in the country, and you know them well because you got to... Um, 
you know, preview and write up and do do all the great coverage you guys do at DMVR Rams over there. Um, on that Iowa game, the Rams' former opponent last week, shorter week for Iowa, traveling to Maryland, only three-point favorites. And I'm intrigued by those terms. I was going to say, this game smells like an upset if there ever was an opportunity for one. Iowa hosts Penn State next week. And I yeah. almost yeah. wonder if, you know, deceptively, they're they're kind of starting to look ahead a little bit. And we're both Tagliavelli. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I pronounced it wrong. Taula Tag Can't say it. Tagliavelli. Thank you. It's the You're... first name into the last name that screws me on it. Yeah, Talia is like, a tough one. Talia, yeah. Anyways, that was embarrassing. I like I like Maryland's potential to win this. They're at home. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have a good crowd. Their passing offense has been really solid, really the last two years. Yeah, I, and I just have serious questions about Iowa. I mean, they when if they're not running the football effectively, Petrus is just like, eh. Like he stretched the field on CSU a little bit, but that's a pretty weak secondary, and they weren't able to do a whole lot. Maybe, maybe Iowa gets it together and they have a rebound performance here, and everything I just said goes out the window. But especially with it being sandwiched in between that Penn State game, I really like Maryland. Right. That is my biggest concern is coming off maybe a less lackluster performance against CSU actually being extra motivated against Maryland um in an SGP I put Maryland over 26 and a half total points if you can get that I think that is a phenomenal bet how about this Michigan Wisconsin game undefeated 4-0 Michigan against one and two Wisconsin and yet the Badgers wait, wait, wait. I got one more I got home. one more Friday night sure. game we can go to. yeah yeah because how do you Utah, feel about State Utah State hosts BYU tonight Mm-hmm. And you can get Utah State money line at plus 280. This Utah State offense is explosive, man. They throw the football all over the field. It's one of the toughest places to play in the country. Maverick Stadium, low key, an awesome atmosphere. The students are right on top of it. They're nine and a half point dogs at home. I already took the points. I'm going to take the money line too, because I feel like Utah State should have beat Boise State on the road last week and they just beat themselves. I think this BYU team is overrated. I really think there's a great opportunity for Utah State to pull the upset tonight. Sorry for interrupting you because I'm also stoked about this Michigan-Wisconsin game because these are two teams that we got to see how they do. But what are your thoughts on Utah State and, and BYU? Are, are you are you with me? I I know nothing about those teams, which tells me number 12 BYU is a little overrated and, and coasting off what they did last year. Very different team course lost their quarterback and left tackle among others so yeah i'm intrigued i might sprinkle that what you can't get away with just sprinkling is rk's all dogs we will get back to some more college talk and some more nfl talk but ryan is on the line let's get to him um and 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 get into this (laughs) ryan how are you doing what's up boys can you hear me yeah we could hear you great can you hear the uh, people in the background calling like random names to come to random desks as well? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Really getting the full effect. All right. I mean, you, you just want me to come on and just rip, you know, just, just lay it out there dry? Grip it and rip it. It's uh, it's hit two of the last three weeks. 
this feels like a very all dog week, Ryan. And um, of course, really the secret first leg was accomplished last week, last night by losing our free SGP. Um, so we're already we're already on track. So uh, lay it on us. Yeah, I think lay it on us. And I don't know if we have a graphic here, but uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, there it is. Bouncing the dog on the so Dre, I do have to tell you. Um, I, in my adventures today at the airport, I saw a man wearing a Benedictine AZ shirt. Get out of here. Stop. Dead that. ass. Dead ass. Um. I gave him a good go Red Hawks. <laughs> Did he respond? Yeah, he was hyped. He was super hyped. <laughs> oh my God. What an interaction. Right. That's incredible. First, uh, first leg is going to be Panthers. Um, okay, uh, I believe that. they're on the road against the Cowboys. Yes, uh, I think the Cowboys are getting a little too much love. Um, sure. I think the Panthers are getting hit a little too hard for Christian McCaffrey, most likely not playing. Yeah. And I think that's just a solid team that has a chance to kind of go in there and just play their own game. As long as they can take control early in the game, I think they have a great chance at that one. If for uh-huh. whatever reason they fall behind, uh, I think it'll be tough, but I think they have a chance to control the game. All right, next one, which this is like the no-brainer of the week, in my opinion. Uh, It's the Lions taking on the Bears. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, It almost feels too good. I want to be a little more uncomfortable in my uh, underdog picks. But um, Lions taking on the Bears, I think the Lions cruise. I think the Lions are a lot better than people give them credit for. They've been yeah. competitive every game. That offense can move. I know Goff's not great, but they're going to move the football. He puts them in position to score. I love it. It yeah. is sounding more I... like Justin Fields, so you really got to like that. The concern is Goff under pressure is always a wild ride, and the Bears can do that. But if the Bears can only like can convert one first down that's not through penalties, anyone can beat those guys. And then the last one here, guys, is the Falcons. I forget who the Falcons are playing, but they're in the uh, they're in there. <laughs> they're playing the Washington football team. Uh yes, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think those, Washington football team is a little bit overrated. So I, I think when you when you put them all together, you get like plus thirteen fifty ish. Yeah, plus twelve fourteen. Okay, all right. Yep, there you go. That's a that's a parlay of the week. That's phenomenal. Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate you making the time for this. I had Caroline and Atlanta in mine as well considering Vikings and Raiders as well. Mm, I actually put together a college one, too, with the four-leg, but I, I can't yes. access what it is right now, so I don't remember what it was. Uh, Alabama first half, um, USC minus seven, um, nice. Michigan money line. Beautiful. And, oh, God, what was the fourth leg? The elusive fourth leg. Arkansas? I can't remember what it was. I'll, I'll have to text you. Uh, no. Was oh, it Stanford uh, over Oregon? I think it was Western Michigan. Uh, the old Broncos of Western Michigan are, are rumbling this year. All right. Just well, San Jose State. That's yeah. a big one. That's a big scalp. Bounty, right, dog boys. hunter. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> safe travels, uh, hunting dogs out there. Okay. All right. Later, boys. (laughs) Godspeed.
That was phenomenal. I will be repeating that for you when we get into more NFL. Can I get mine? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Denver is currently listed as a plus 100 underdog against Baltimore at home. That was so count. I threw them in there. Uh, no. But I actually went with Detroit, Denver, Atlanta, and Minnesota. So I did a four-leg. And, Minnesota and like feels tricky. Um, it depends yet. on how much that run defense lets you down. If Cleveland's able to kind of dictate the pace and do what they want offensively, yeah. it's going to be tough. But I I like this Minnesota Vikings offense, especially if Dalvin Cook is playing and is effective. Like Dalvin They have so many weapons out. to keep it interesting. But I'm not sure it matters. My concern with Cleveland at this point is... um. I mean, there as we saw last week, there are just some matchups where teams like Chicago can't block Miles Garrett, and um, that's just like kind of it. Like pack up the bus and go home at that point. Um, so yeah, I'm I, I'm not too confident that uh, Minnesota can, but at the same time, those Zimmer. You know, Zimmer against Stefanski, often the advantage goes to the old mentor, not the mentee, in knowing what the weak flaws of a scheme are. So I'm kind of bullish. Minnesota's run game kind of offsets what Cleveland brings from a pass rush perspective, though. Like It's it's, a great point. It's going to be a big factor either way. I mean, they're going to get after Kirk Cousins, but if they're able to lean on that ground game and you have to stay a little bit more honest and then you set up some play action opportunities... I don't, I just think this Vikings offense is at least built to keep it interesting. It they may they may not pull the upset in the win in the end, but I like their shot. Well, I'm I brought up the Vikings in the first place because based off of last year's numbers, which we still must go on in most cases, Cleveland was only one point better than the Vikings. So, uh, and that's on on a yard per play basis. So essentially, you're saying. It's in Minnesota. It's a push, which should be two points for the Vikings. Based off the season totals, this should be an even line. That's Vegas' own season totals coming into the season. Should be an even line where Cleveland's three points better. They're at home. Even Steven pick them. And uh, based on estimated win, which stems off of point differential. Remember last year, Vikings, not a great team. Cleveland, much better. That's where... Um, you're still seeing the Vikings as a one-point favorite. So while I hate it when I think it through, I do like it. The other one that I mentioned that I'm frisky on and I don't know is the Raiders at the Chargers. And where this one is intriguing for me, Justin, this is a, these are two other teams performed essentially at the same exact level last year um, and are playing very well this year and relatively healthy and what have you. Um, Here's the thing, though. So based on that, minus three to the home team, no problem. That's Stay away. It's exactly well set. Caveat is, in LA, I'm guessing 85% Raiders fans at that state. Yeah, it's not actually going to be a home field advantage for the Chargers at all. Right. So that's actually a six point swing from how you would calculate these lines. That would create one of the biggest differentials we have all week. Now, say maybe travel factors in. So instead of six points, it's like four, a four point swing still. 
that's a big swing in the Raiders fans in the Raiders favor. That's why um, I'm contemplating those. I'm definitely putting Ryan's all dogs in, and then I'll put a few variations of my own. Um, and yeah, I want to get into any other thoughts you may have on the NFL before we close out the show. We've talked about the Friday games. There are some big games on Saturday, mostly in that 10 a.m. window, which was really pissing Ryan off. We started talking about Michigan at Wisconsin. Um, I like um, Michigan to pull the upset. I just I'm not a big believer in this Wisconsin offense. I I think Wisconsin has a lot of talent. I actually preseason took them to win the Big Ten because I wasn't a believer in Ohio State, and I was right on that. I still don't know who the best team in the Big Ten is. It might be Iowa. We'll see what happens against Maryland and Penn State it's these tough. next two weeks, but that that conference could end up with something real wonky at the end. But yeah, I'm my, I'm all over Michigan here. I am too. My guess, Penn State and Michigan are the two best teams in the conference. People sleep on Michigan. People think Harbaugh's kind of a joke. People forget that three years ago they were twelve and zero and like the second ranked team in the country. And played a really tight game that came down to some really close, like fourth and inches type calls that went in Ohio State's favor. When well, and he's recruited probably... well, like he hasn't out recruited Ohio State, but it's still a top five program in the country in terms Absolutely. of talent, like on a yearly so, basis. Well, They've... and here's like, I think people think Georgia is already at the level of Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, where they can just rinse, recycle, repeat, and those three programs are on their own. Mm -hmm. um, with Clemson and Ohio State maybe losing a half step, there is that next tier that can't just rinse, recycle, and repeat every year, but every other, every three years can be in that top 10, top five. And I think Georgia, obviously the top one of that tier, I don't think Michigan's that far off. And I think they do have the best skill at playmaking in a while. And they'll match up well defensively against Wisconsin. And um, yeah, that's just going to be the difference is the playmaking talent. So give me give me the underdog there all day long. Um, and then let's get back. I'm thinking about this a little bit for you, Zach, who's just uh, messaged us, our, our guy, Zachary Castro, that he's going to the Nats. Taking on the Sox, um, what you want is the Sox to take an early lead and then fade them because uh, they literally do not have bullpen arms in anymore. And maybe that's the line. You can find that line where it's uh, first five Sox to lead and then Nats to win it. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez, his number set at five and a half Ks. That's pretty high I, for a road start. That's pretty high. And I also feel like, you know, if it's not sale or Evaldi, I'm not messing with the over. So maybe fade that in an under. Um, but again, that's just like skimming it while we're talking college football. Arkansas plus 17 and a half. I'm also sprinkling the money line. Obviously, uh, that's plus 700. So very healthy sprinkle there. Uh, how about Cincy at Notre Dame? Um, we didn't get to talk about this on the draft pod this week where we previewed all these games as well from kind of more that analytical standpoint. Everything you know about Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, how he competes at home, how his teams are prepared against ranked teams. Um, 
especially non-Power 5 teams. Everything should suggest Notre Dame will come in, take care of business as underdogs, and just say thank you for the plus money. I just think once in a while in college football, it's that once-in-a-generation moment where this is a Brian Kelly team kind of refinding their way, going through a change, much like Georgia after Jake Fromm there in the post-Ian Book era. Uh, and, you know, almost lost to Toledo, who your Rammies beat. And uh, Cincy, on the other hand, everyone stayed. Their quarterback's back. man. Both sides defense. of the ball. Exactly. Defense might actually have more talent than Notre Dame's defense, which is saying something. Notre Dame, probably the best defender in the entire country. I, I like a dog in Michigan. I like a dog in Arkansas. I like a dog in Maryland. I'll have a couple more dogs for you. Cincy is that road fave that I like. Give me. Thank give me the- I thought I thought you were going the opposite with the second. I'm like, I'm in heavy on Cincinnati to win this nah, game. So yeah. I, I hope you're feeling as confident as I am. Ritter has been a stud. Like you said, defensively, they might have the best secondary in college football. Yeah. Like yeah. just both corners are studs and both safeties can play at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. Like they are really, really stacked. Their front seven solid. They play smart football. They're built to build a lead and then kind of run it down and just wear you out. Like they're one of those rare G five teams that is as physical. I like it. (laughs) A hundred percent, man. And honestly, isn't this the year that's setting up for chaos? Could Cincy be one of the first real G five contenders to make the final four? If so, gotta win in South Bend. Well, it helps that they have the the resume of an extended year run. We've already seen them go toe-to-toe with Georgia in a big-time bowl game. And damn near looked like the better team for about two and a half quarters in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I just feel very strongly. And Notre Dame's offense just leaves a a lot to be desired. You're going against an elite defense. I do think their defense will make it tough on Cincinnati. But I believe in Ritter on the road. Yeah, Ritter's going to have to be better with his ball placement and anticipation. Um, but I, I think he can make enough plays with his legs to, to just outplay Jack Cohen. If I think these two defenses are basically even Steven, I'll, I'll side with Cincy as the better quarterback, so give it to me. Bama, Ole Miss. Um, Ryan mentioned the first quarter, the first half spread that he's in on. I'm in on on both uh, that and the overall spread. A little fear that we could get backdoored here. I got backdoored hard on that Florida game and the 14 and a half scared me off. Um, I also think this is going to Lane Kiffin. This he's going to have Ole Miss ready for this game. They're going to be playing that Michael Wilbon quote on repeat about them. Call him calling him a clown and Kiffin. Like we've seen it. with his uh, his couple opportunities against big SEC teams, like he lives for this stuff. Mm-hmm. I still like Alabama because I just think they're the best team in the country, and I think at home the the talent is going to be too much for Ole Miss to overcome. But oh, gun man. to your I, head, I, I, though, fourteen and a half, you... it makes me nervous. Gun to your head, the spread. What what side would you go? Bama. Yeah, no, Bama is that much better than Ole Miss. I just worry about the energy of the game. Honestly, it's it's in Bama. This should be the game that's 17 and a half, not Arkansas. Um, Probably based on precedent, at least. But like they've 
Ole Miss beat no one. Um, and you know, they're three and oh, this program was five and five last year with an SEC only schedule in the first year under the lane train. And Matt Corral, he puts up nice numbers, he really zips it through traffic over the middle. If he wants to take off and run, he does that well. The script for teams to beat Bama through the years. It's not easy for not me him. to remember. It's happened like six times in 10 years. Is you either have a super physical, great running quarterback, Cam Newton, Tebow, those kind of guys. Dak. Dak, absolutely. Great point. Or you're making or it's Chad Kelly or Manziel that's running around and exactly doing running stuff. around yeah. off script, off platform, backyard football. You make some big plays that might be lucky. That's not Corral. That's not I could also Corral. see him forcing some things like he does have a big arm, but they need those big plays. And I could see him trying to stretch it in between some oh, DBs yeah. and it just get into trouble. And if that's the case, Ole Miss isn't going to be able to stop Alabama. They're going to have to play a perfect game offensively just to keep it close. All right, I've talked myself into it. They're going to cover that spread, but yeah. And Florida's as a Bama one, guy, I'm a little nervous. But like Florida's one thing. Florida's in that tier we were talking about: Georgia, Michigan. Those. Teams and it was at were, Florida too. At Florida in the swamp. Um. So like, don't don't. Does five and five Ole Miss from last year? Get out of here, man. There's <laughs> three and zero ranked twelfth right now. So you're getting all this value, but. Most I do want years, this would be, be good, a though, just because I think Lane Kiffin being good and relevant is good for college football. That it seems like a lot of people still hate him and kind of view him as a clown. Sure, I actually think he's one of the better coaches in the country. So I'm I'm interested to see how it all plays out. But yeah, I, you talked me into it, Dre, and I kind of talked myself into it. I feel good about the first half and the spread. The about, over is like 80 points, so that's a lot to count on. I but. was hearing it's the highest over in SEC football history. Yeah, I don't know if I would put money on that just because that's a lot to count on. And if one of the if Bama gets up, for instance, you could really get screwed. Like if they win like, you know, 48, 7 to 20 or something like that, and you come just shy, like that would really suck. But yeah. I don't think but I don't want to bet the under because you don't want to root against points. That's no. not fun. Like I, I would just stay away from the total. But I'll say this. If you're a big old miss guy, you want the over. You need the over. It's the only way yeah. they win. And uh, on the other game we just talked about, since you Notre Dame 50 and a half, the way we described it as playing out with the defenses kind of dominating. It's going to be the under. I'd go under on that. Um, yeah, that should well. probably be closer to 46. Stanford plus eight hosting Oregon. Um I think that's frisky. I think Oregon's another. We're seeing this all aside from Iowa. All these top five, top 12 teams, you're seeing it with BYU, are getting more respect than they should a month into the season without like having beat that many teams. Oregon beat a bad Ohio State team. It's considering the circumstances, it's hard to go on the road and beat Ohio State, regardless of whether they're a national contender or not. They're still going to be an eight, nine win team. That was impressive. But I mean, Fresno State had him on the ropes. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm not a believer in Stanford and Brian Shaw football right now. I probably should be because they've been really consistent, but I just have a hard time seeing them score enough points to keep up with Verdell. And I don't, I like Oregon to cover the eight points. Yeah. Um, I think Kentucky plus seven and a half against Florida is really frisky. That is, I could see that one of the top running teams in the country. 
Um, Florida is one-dimensional, so they'll kind of match up well. It'll be a shorter game. Florida's coming off this high and playing Alabama close, and they're looking ahead to some bigger matchups. Well, Kentucky, man, that's one of those SEC East teams that's been climbing and climbing and scratching and clawing for everything they get, and they, they know. The Florida, Georgia, when you're in the SEC East, those are the barometer games. They're ready to prove where they're at. So I really like plus seven and a half there. NFL, Wait, am I crazy? Talk- Just real quick before we go, NFL, am I crazy for thinking Kansas State at plus 340 at home against Oklahoma is worth sprinkling? No, not at all. Especially given the history? Not at all. That's always a really tough, um, tough spot to travel for any big 12 team. In fact, that and West Virginia are probably the two toughest road spots year in year out. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. Honestly, if we're going to do that, I might combine that with Arkansas money. One. That's what I was thinking. A I little combo it. sprinkle. Um, so we've talked about some of these games already in the NFL. We don't need to do like go through every game. I'll just say that my numbers see this as a massive overreaction week and love just about every dog on the slate. Eagles, for example, plus six and a half at home. And you got to remember the Chiefs are something like one and 12 against the spread their last 13 games. So I know you're not, you know, no one's confident in the Eagles. Everyone's going to want to hammer the the chiefs on the road less than a touchdown favorite i don't know um jets plus six and a half at home as well tennessee's isn't gonna have their top wide receivers i hate it i don't the jets are kind of like some of these teams like the buffs you know that just can't score enough points and yet my numbers think that's frisky yeah um, i don't know i even without the receivers, I I think Derrick Henry is going to be enough for Tennessee to pull that one out. But six and a half is steep on on the road in the NFL. Like that could definitely be a twenty to seventeen game or you know something like that. Hundred percent. The one of the few favorites my numbers do like is the Saints over the Giants. At minus seven, you're you're maybe not getting enough respect on that one, but. Saints will actually be at home in this one, right? Yeah, it's in New Orleans. I like the Saints to cover in that one. Yeah, I do too. Um, The Bills line is massive. It's a huge overreaction after that Washington football team blowout. And the fact that the Texans just couldn't trust Davis Mills to pass it beyond the two-minute drill. He looked good, but we haven't seen him for 10 days. I mean, it's crazy, and the Texans are a hard number, hard team to go off the numbers with because um, Deshaun Watson was their starting quarterback despite their horrendous record last year. But I don't know, plus 17 looks like too much. That's too much, man. It's like Houston's terrible, but wins like that are just so far and few in between in the NFL. Like. If if we're going where the logic would say to bet, it's Houston because it's still a professional team. It is still a professional team. Like, yeah, but so much relies on Davis Mills and these rookie quarterbacks have been a journey. And we've talked about Vikings, Cleveland, uh, Bears, Lions. Colts, Dolphins is a crazy. That's one of the weirder ones. Yeah, I 
I have no idea what I think on this game. Miami at home, I like, yeah. but it's not like they have a massive home field advantage or anything like that. And I do like what Indy's got going with Hines in the run game, but I still don't know if I believe in what they have as a passing offense. Defensively, I've got some questions. Yeah. I'm... It's the biggest stay away. Even the numbers are so split. The Colts were the much better team last year on a yard per play basis than the Dolphins. And yet you remember the Dolphins by the second half were really blowing teams out. So EW, which takes into account uh point differential much higher on the Dolphins here. Um, it comes down to the quarterbacks. If this is Brissett versus Eason or maybe even Wentz, I would side with the Dolphins, but um, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's not playing in this one. Right. It's just a tough one. Uh, football team Falcons. We talked about cards Rams. One of the better games of the weekend. I wish that was at the same the time as Denver. Yes, absolutely. I am bullish on the Rams. The numbers are leaning Rams, not bullish as I am. I don't know. I like the Rams to win this game comfortably. I believe in Arizona, and I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be some back and forth. I just think LA is rolling on both yeah. sides of the football right yeah. now, and I, a four-point spread at home just feels like money. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we kind of got into Raiders, Chargers. So we only have Bucks, Patriots, where you want to hammer all the Tom Brady props. I mean, oh, all yeah, the he's Tom gonna, Brady props. I think they have a couple of specials on there on DraftKings, like the over touchdown passes yeah. or whatever. And, you know, I will say minus seven on the road. It's that's pretty big. Um Belichick's going to have something for him. Yeah, like, he absolutely is. Yeah. I don't know. I I was almost tempted to sprinkle the Patriots a little bit at plus 245 at home just because I think Mac Jones is going to be fine. Like, I don't think he'll be the reason they lose the game. So if they can scheme up a smart game, if they can run the football effectively, capitalize in the red zone. The big thing for me is can you stop Brady from stretching the field on you because that's the thing that surprised me about Tampa so far is they've been actually like pretty aggressive when it comes to trying yeah. to go down the field mm -hmm. and New England you know you don't have Gilmore I don't think still so yeah I don't... yeah I'm with you um Tom probably pulls it out because that's what he does but for sure this might be a jump in on a live money line on the box yeah, like if New England scores an early touchdown or something goes up 7-0, 10-0, something like that, I'd be all in at that point. I think that's the play. Seahawks, Niners, I'm leaning Niners. I would hammer some overs in this one, even on props. Um, passing yards especially, fading the Seahawks is a big thing right now. And then, I don't know, Packers-Steelers really stinks. That's another kind of stay away. My head says hammer the Packers, but... They, I they think the Steelers are better least. than we think. And I think that the, I know it's tough to say that with as poor as big Ben has played, but I think the rest of that team is actually pretty decent. Green right. Bay. I think we can buy into the Rogers magic a little bit too much, especially after what he did in that last game. Sure. From a betting perspective, I kind of hate this one, but I think the Packers probably got it. 
Yeah, maybe my favorite play is the Aaron Rodgers over on passing yards. Yes. Agreed. So there you go. That's a full-fledged NFL college football preview. You've got our parlays of the weekend, or at least all our picks. And a reminder, the all-dogs parlay that Ryan was so gracious to come onto the pod and give to us live is Panthers' money line as they go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Lions money line going on the road to take on the Bears and Falcons hosting the Washington football team that comes out to plus 12 14. There you go. Best of luck, Justin. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Uh, You're here. Thank you for all you've done all week for us. Best of luck. We will be back Monday.